Hey everybody, James Shepard here with another edition of the Merchant Sales Insight. And today I'm excited to talk to you about what bank card reps want and what they need. And so the most common question I've had over the years is how do I choose the right credit card processing company? And I think there's a, a you know, a big difference between what bank card reps want versus what they actually need. Now, this edition, I actually did this together with my really good friend, Brian Kamstra uh, from Payrock. So he's a senior vice president over there that uh, he was previously was the owner of Retriever Merchant Solutions, which got acquired by Payrock recently. Uh, they have a fantastic sales team there. And so I talked to him about this idea of building a, a sales team, what 1099 agents really want and what they really need. So let's dive in. On average, I have 40 to 50 conversations each month with individual agents who are looking for the right processor. I enjoy these conversations. I even created a public link on the homepage of ccsalespro.com to quote unquote, find a processor. There I offer a free 15 minute Zoom call for discussion. In this edition of the Merchant Sales Insight, my goal is to reframe the question, what do bank card reps want to what do bank card reps need? Or in other words, what are the attributes of a payment processor that allow an individual rep to reach the maximum level of success, both income and otherwise? I partnered with my good friend, Brian Kamster on this edition because Brian has been working with individual agents for over 20 years. From my perspective gleaned through travels, I believe that the 1099 sales team at Payrock contains the highest average residual income per rep of any team with which I've interacted. They also have a unique culture that is representative of the attributes I plan to discuss in this edition. To get more context on his approach, make sure you watch the recent podcast episode I did with Brian on building high-performance teams. You will see some similarities between that interview and this edition of the Merchant Sales Insight. So let's dive right in and discuss four attributes of a great processor for 1099 merchant sales representatives. Number one, competitive compensation. I almost put this one at the end of the list. I feel that agents focus way too much on the compensation. However, instead, I recognize that competitive compensation is the most important attribute, but only to the extent that it clears the bar of industry average expectations. When I talk about quote unquote competitive compensation, I'm not saying that you should find the processor who offers you the highest residual split or upfront bonus. This is a huge mistake. In our industry, 1099 agents do not pay for services like support, reporting software, etc. These services are provided by the ISO in exchange for a portion of the residual. I have found over and over again that you get what you pay for. Let's say you're selling a mix of dual pricing, compliance surcharging, and interchange plus. The total gross profit generated on average per account might be, let's say, $200, of course, depending on the size of the merchant. Now let's assume you're choosing between two different processors. One processor offers a 10% higher residual split, but significantly worse tech support, technology solutions, etc. Thus, you will spend an extra 10 hours per week handling your own merchant support, installations, etc., etc. The second processor offers a slightly lower residual split using that extra profit to fund a fantastic agent support and merchant support infrastructure that would take those work burdens off your plate. The net effect might be that you can sell eight accounts per month at the higher split 
or 12 accounts per month at the lower split, which is the better deal. The extra four accounts at $200 in gross margin is $800 per month in additional margin that you can split. Sure, you would lose 10% on the eight deals that you could have gotten with the other company, but you would get the entire split on the 800. Using industry average numbers, I calculated that you would actually grow your residuals by around $300 more per month by partnering with a company that has a 10% lower split, but that frees you up to make 12 sales per month rather than eight. So why is competitive compensation at the top of the list? Because it is still the most important consideration. Notice in the example above, I didn't use a difference of 35%. You know, choosing between two companies and one is 35% worse. That's not what we're talking about. You do want to find a processor who has competitive residual splits, upfront bonuses, and free equipment options, as well as lifetime vested residuals. But once you find two or three processors who all have competitive compensation, choose the one that you believe will allow you to close the highest number of deals. Obviously, if you are a small ISO planning to do your own support, installations, etc., you would have a different set of considerations. Competitive compensation for you might mean that you're looking for a higher split, and of course, that is understandable. The key is understanding what you need from the processor and a willingness to quote-unquote pay for these services by giving up the appropriate percentage of your residual split in order to maximize your performance and your quality of life. Number two, connected culture. Wait, I thought we were talking about 1099 contractors. They're totally independent. They don't need a culture, right? Wrong. I believe the greatest missed opportunity by ISOs in our industry today is a complete lack of connected culture for their 1099 agents. Those individuals who are committed to selling for your organization full-time need a connected culture. Now, this term could, of course, mean many different things. Practical tactics such as group texts, private team Facebook group, or Slack group. It could mean competitive reporting, like a leaderboard or social media post showing the top representatives to encourage others to improve. It could mean large gatherings, like an annual meeting of all the active agents where everyone gathers in the same location. It could be reward trips that agents can earn. One reason I asked Payrock to sponsor this particular topic is their good example of connected culture. They provide all the things I mentioned in the last uh, paragraph in that list, which is unique in the industry, and they are providing this culture to a team of 1099 independent agents. Good salespeople are social animals who need recognition, rewards, and interaction with other top performers in order to achieve success, stay motivated, and remain happy with their chosen profession. Unfortunately, agents never ask me, James, which processor provides me with the best culture? Self-awareness is an important element in choosing a processor. What kind of culture in the past has helped you be most productive? How did you gain value and productivity from interactions with others in that culture? Make sure you choose a processor who will give you the optimal culture to drive your performance. You may negotiate the best compensation and best terms and have the best solution to offer, but you aren't receiving proactive communication. This may result in very little prospecting action and is an indication you've chosen the wrong processor. Number three, creative capital. Merchant services has become increasingly competitive. In addition to the competitive nature of the rates and fees, there is also intense competition 
around hardware and the other upfront costs of implementing payment processing in the new integrated reality we face. Selling a three-location restaurant that has four point-of-sale stations and three kitchen printers at each location might require an upfront investment of $20,000 for even a basic point-of-sale system. Convincing the merchant to make that entire investment will not be easy. In addition, there will be work required to get this system set up correctly. When speaking with a prospective processing company, talk to them about how they would handle this type of deal. Do they offer flexible financing options? Do they cover the cost of equipment with a long-term contract that has sufficient profitability? Do they allow you to leverage your portfolio with a residual loan once you have built your portfolio up to, say, $5,000 a month or more so that you can purchase or help with the purchase of the hardware in these situations? Ensuring a company is financially established is vital. This is important not only to cover upfront costs of acquisition, but also to ensure that you will receive steady residual payments. Number four, confident closing. You can confidently close merchant accounts or do you need training? So you may or may not be able to confidently close merchant accounts. And if that's the case, you're going to need some training. While this point is last on my list, it may need to be first on your list. Ask yourself this very simple question to determine how high this consideration should be in your order of priority. Here's the question. Are you ready? How many merchant accounts have I sold that are actively processing payments? You should have a number in your head right now. How many merchant accounts have I sold that are actively processing payments? If this number is less than 20, put training at the top of your list. You still want to ensure you have lifetime vested residuals and, of course, good solutions to offer. However, the most valuable service your future processor will provide to you is one-on-one -on -one coaching and training. Our sponsor this week, Payrock, has representatives with limited payment processing experience go into the field with a top performer for in-person training. Now, I'm the king of video training, but I freely admit that no amount of videos is going to offer the same training experience you can receive by watching someone close a deal in person right in front of you. If you're reading this publication and you've never personally closed a merchant account, do not sell for a processing company who isn't first going to send you in the field or on a conference call with a top representative. You need to see the process and the entire onboarding flow before trying to close your first deal. Conclusion. What do merchant sales agents want? Higher residual splits, bigger bonuses, free equipment options. What do merchant sales agents need? Competitive compensation, connected culture, creative capital, and confident closing. I'd like to personally recommend Payrock for your consideration. I choose my sponsors carefully based on the topic. And while I believe there are many great processing companies in the market today, I do believe Payrock is a great example of all the points that I covered in this publication. You can learn more by visiting payrock.com slash go. Payrock, P-A-Y-R-O-C, payrock.com slash go, or contact Anna Merrick. It's Anna, A-N-N-A dot Merrick, M-E-R-R-I-C-K at payrock.com. My name is James Shepard. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Merchant Sales Insight. 